From Odyssey, I'm Lauren Berry, and this is the On Deadline podcast, where we unpack top stories out of our radio newsrooms across the country. On Deadline today is the increased number of retail robberies known as smash and grabs taking place across the United States. You see, 74% of retailers reported an increase in external theft from 2016 to 2021. And if you followed crime trends on a graph chart, shoplifting increases would morph into smash and grabs, and then into what's now being termed flash mob robberies. In Los Angeles, and across the country, stores have fallen victim to gangs of thieves who rush in and grab everything they can. That's hundreds, even thousands worth of product. As smash and grabs escalate, they've prompted store closures, shelves behind lock and key at big retailers like CVS and Walmart, and other preventative measures. Some stores are hiring armed security guards and even erecting concrete barriers in front of their doors to stop this type of crime. The kind where thieves slam a big vehicle into a building itself and break down bricks and windows to smash and grab things away. But many might tell you that those efforts like security guards and the big concrete barriers just aren't working. Earlier this month, five to 10 thieves ran into the Gucci store in Orange County, grabbed high-end handbags, and made off with approximately $100,000 worth of products. A night before that, a Los Angeles denim store was hit. And before that, a Nordstrom department store in the area saw at least a dozen thieves rummage through the store, taking upwards of $300,000 worth of goods. In New York, three masked crooks stormed into a jewelry store earlier this year and made off with up to $2 million in diamonds and other valuables. Yet another group smashed and grabbed at a high-end auction house on Park Avenue, stealing handbags worth $242,000. Now wait, there's more. A Philadelphia mall was forced to evacuate last week when four men went into a jewelry store there, pepper sprayed the workers, and then used a sledgehammer to break the jewelry cases. Now people are calling on their elected officials and local law enforcement to crack down on the increasingly violent and devastating string of thefts. The mayor of Los Angeles, Karen Bass, announced earlier this month that she would be launching a retail crimes task force. The task force will focus on thieves, getaway drivers, and resellers. Former L.A. mayoral candidate Rick Caruso, who owns one of the malls recently hit by a group of thieves, joined Odyssey in Los Angeles to explain what he thinks needs to be done about these crimes. So what is it that you think can be done? I was looking at some figures, uh, Rick, and, you know, shoplifting, the so-called smash and grabs, they're up not just in L.A., they're up in New York, they're up in Chicago. In some cities like New York and Chicago, in fact, uh, arrests are down for them. No one seems to, at least the politicians, don't seem to know what to do about it. Do you have a solution? Well, of course, I think everybody has a solution for it that, you know, uses common sense and looks at this thing through clear eyes. You have to enforce the laws and we have to look holistically at common sense ways to have stronger public safety. And, you know, listen, let's just talk about California. This is happening all over California. We're supposed to be the land of great opportunity. And I think we are in a resiliency So we've got to demand political courage from our elected officials and make sure that we are creating communities that aren't being impacted by constant crime. This this affects everybody. This issue isn't about me being a store of one of my properties being robbed. It's the breaking point where I've got an opportunity 
because I do have a voice that fortunately people like you gives me an opportunity to use my voice and be heard around the city of saying it's got to end and enforce laws that we have and change laws that hold criminals accountable for breaking in and actually stealing product. There's victims here. And there's so many small businesses that are getting impacted. We've got to stand up for them. And I hear from business owners every day that they're aghast to what's happening in families that are living in neighborhoods with streets that are being impacted by this throughout Los Angeles and, frankly, again, throughout the state. So okay, I'm trying so, to so, highlight a serious matter. All right. So, so, but there are two distinct problems. They're both related, right? But they are distinct problems. On the one hand, there's the issue of these stores. What do they do at the point of sale, or in this case, the point of robbery, when someone comes in? As you know, most of these stores, even if they have security, the security guards are told sometimes do nothing, sometimes just, you know, sit there and watch. In some cases, I was reading, they're actually told to even help if they're asked to help uh, because they don't want to have any injuries and they, they figure the insurance will eventually cover it. So that's the first problem, right? The second problem, then, is even if these uh, crooks are eventually apprehended by the police, then there's the issue of prosecution. So these are two separate but related problems. How do you deal with each of those? But, Charles, I don't think the problem is how the store is reacting. The store and the people that are working in the store, they're not there to be safety officers, to be police officers, right? The problem is you've got a group of people who are motivated to commit crimes and steal goods because there is no prosecution. And there are laws on the books. Now, this is not a small crime that happened at the Americana. $300,000 is a major crime. But we need to change the law that allows small thieveries to still be prosecuted and to have criminals held accountable. It's very simple stuff. You want it to be equitable. You want it to be fair. But you want people to be held accountable. Listen, what happened at the Americana, which has happened in Century City and all throughout the city, where you've got 30 people rushing a store, there's nothing you could do. But unless we change how we're going about this holistically, and we need to deal with it at schools, with our children, with what they're learning, it's a broad issue in public safety. It's not just about the police, but it certainly does start with having people held accountable for committing a crime. And you've got to change these laws. It was an interesting social experiment that isn't working. Questions are rising about who's to blame for this growing trend. Some have even started to question whether lowered criminal penalties and no cash bail policies are to blame. Scott Decker, a criminologist at the Center for Naval Analyses and Arizona State, has been researching large-scale robberies for years. He joined Odyssey in Los Angeles to share more about the thefts. So there is this, I guess, perception that these uh, so-called, you know, smash-and-grab robberies, that it's something new, but it's not? No, it, it, they probably go back to the 1920s when uh, smash-and-grab meant smashing uh, the uh, glass on a case in a jewelry store and grabbing few uh, small items and running out the door. But the current uh, version of that is, I think, much more troubling, uh, in part because the large number of offenders who participate uh, and 
they don't need to be very sophisticated. What we have on our side, though, that, that would be the the law-abiding citizen side, is technology. We would rather prevent these from happening in the first place than clean up the mess and try and track them down uh, later on. Uh, and, and there are a number of things that law enforcement is doing and, and that shop owners can do uh, to protect themselves, their customers, and, and their goods. Well, well, it's interesting you should say that about how there are a number of things that law enforcement can and, and might be doing, because there is also this perception, rightly or wrongly, that one of the reasons we are seeing what appears anyway to be a surge of these sort of robberies is perhaps because of more lax laws, uh, you know, uh, changes in the bail system, for example, changes in how quickly somebody can be released uh, if apprehended for uh, allegedly committing a particular crime. Uh, so is that not true? I'll take the, the academic approach first and say we don't have enough information <laughs> uh, to know if that's the case. What, what makes these so troubling uh, is the fear they create uh, among consumers and among people who work in these shops and, and in the parking lots and on the grounds and the like. And what makes them so concerning as well is they're very rare, so they tend to get a, a lot of attention. Um, we don't have a category in the way we measure uh, crime in this country, the Uniform Crime Reports and, and incident-based reporting that identifies smash and grab. So it's really hard to know how many of these uh, events take place or whether there's a surge, but certainly for people involved, and again, the employees at shops uh, are, are particularly at, at risk, are things to be uh, concerned about. This also comes at a time when for many malls, uh, business has been down and coming out of the post-COVID phase has been slower uh, than expected. And and malls and stores within malls are are closing less so in California, uh, but but across the country. So this couldn't come at a worse time. If we've learned anything from the recent trend, it's that pretty much no business is safe. For example, in Detroit, one smash and grab left residents perplexed after thieves busted a truck through a wall so they could break into a marijuana grow operation. Odyssey in Detroit spoke with residents about the situation, many whom said they just couldn't believe it. Early this morning, a red avalanche smashed into this unmarked building, and then a number of pot plants were removed. Now, the owner actually is on the scene. I did talk with her. Uh, she wouldn't go on the tape here, but nevertheless, she is working with the cops. She says there is marijuana in there, but it's for personal use. All right. Uh, anyway, there's an area resident, John Murphy. Uh, he agrees, but says uh, he can't believe all the break-ins involving these uh, pot operations. It's crazy. Don't nobody never do nothing on this block. We got a, a calm block. If, if you get caught on here doing something, you ain't got no business because you done something somewhere else, and they finally caught you on Houston Whittier. So that's the only time we have drama over here. Other than that, we don't have no drama. Well, there is some drama, though. The cops have been around this area now, especially last week. In fact, we covered one last week, another uh, smash and grab into, uh, that was an illegal marijuana grow operation. 
The National Retail Federation's Retail Security Survey of 2022 found that retailers are being battered by many security-related challenges all at once. These include fraud, theft, and violence on the rise, and also internet scams, attacks on workers, and external theft. Overall, that survey found that retail stores lost nearly $100 billion in funds last year due to theft. This show is produced by Joe Heaty, Christy Strauser, Myron Kaplan, Jim Hankey, and Bill Smee. I'm Lauren Berry, and I want to say thanks for listening to the On Deadline podcast, Odyssey's deeper look at a top news story just for you. Subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcast to stay informed.